Philippine. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us and to all of you watching us via Facebook, glad you could join us today. The largest inoculation campaign in the U.S. in U.S. history may begin in early December as COVID-19 cases continue to surge. According to the chief scientific advisor of the U.S. government's Operation Warp Speed, the first Americans may receive the COVID-19 vaccine as soon as 24 hours after it is approved by the Food and Drug Administration. FDA vaccine advisors will meet on December 10 to discuss the vaccine developed by Pfizer. Moderna is expected to seek approval for its own vaccine later in December. Around 20 million people across the U.S. may be vaccinated by next month. After that, 30 million more in the country may be immunized every month. Experts believe the U.S. can achieve the herd immunity by May of 2021 after immunizing 70 percent of its population. Several European countries also plan to start vaccination programs soon. In Britain, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine may already get regulatory approval this week. According to British broadsheet The Telegraph, the country's National Health Service has been told to prepare for its distribution as early as December 1st. Britain has ordered 40 million vaccine doses and expects to have 10 million more delivered. Meanwhile, Germany may also start its vaccination program by December. German Health Minister Jan Spahn expressed optimism a vaccine will be approved by Europe this year. Spahn adds the country's federal states have been directed to prepare its vaccination centers by mid-December. It has secured over 300 million doses through the European Commission on Bilateral Contracts. Over in Spain, a comprehensive COVID-19 vaccination program will begin in January. Its prime minister revealed Spain is planning to have at least 13,000 vaccination points. Spain has over 1.5 million COVID-19 cases, Western Europe's second highest coronavirus tally. Leaders of the 20 biggest economies in the world vowing to help the poorest countries recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. The G20 summit, which was held through video conferencing this year due to the health crisis, was hosted by Saudi Arabia. Leaders discussed how to distribute vaccines and COVID-19 tests around the world so that poorer nations will not be left out. While we continue to combat the virus, and as we welcome the recent news coming from the vaccine research, we must also look ahead to our future and to the future of the younger generations. We need to enhance our collaboration with multilateral institutions and make them more effective, including a strengthened WHO. I am convinced that our joint efforts will soon bring us to a turning point in our fight against the coronavirus. Our responsibility as leaders is to make this a turning point for humanity's ability to respond swiftly and effectively to the crisis of the future. German Chancellor Angela Merkel also warning against forgetting about developing countries as the world's wealthier nations jostle for access to COVID-19 vaccines. 
Merkel says negotiations for vaccines for poorer nations have not yet started. Germany is now in contact with the vaccine alliance, Gavi, which aims to improve immunization coverage in poor countries. Merkel adds she supports a European Union proposal for a global pandemic contract. She says the health crisis has made governments around the world more aware that economies have to be developed sustainably and not at the expense of the environment. Almost 2 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccines will be sent to developing nations in 2021. That's according to United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF. The International Children's Fund says it is working with over 350 airlines to help with sending vaccines and syringes to poorer countries as part of the World Health Organization's vaccine allocation plan called COVAX. The program aims to give each country equal access to vaccines and discourage governments from hoarding. Public health advisors warn a sharp rise in the Gaza Strip's coronavirus infections may overwhelm the Palestinian enclave's meager health system by next week. Take a look at this report. The Gaza Strip has seen a sharp rise in coronavirus infections. And on Sunday came a warning that the epidemic here could overwhelm the Palestinian enclave's medical system within a week. There are only 100 ventilators in Gaza's hospitals. Already, 79 of them have been taken up by COVID patients. Microbiologist Abdul Rauf Al Manama says the health ministry is experiencing an unprecedented situation due to the rising number of cases. And he warns the beds in the intensive care units are running out. Gaza has a dense and poor population of around 2 million people. It has registered 14,000 infections and 65 deaths mostly since August. Gaza's Islamist Hamas rulers have so far imposed one lockdown. A long-standing Israeli blockade, which is supported by neighboring Egypt, has crippled the Gazan economy and undermined its public health apparatus. Another grim milestone in the COVID-19 pandemic, the global death toll from the disease has passed 1.38 million. The U.S.-based Johns Hopkins University has recorded 58.5 million cases worldwide and at least 37 million who have recovered from the disease. In terms of fatalities, the U.S. remains the worst affected country with 256,000 deaths from 12.2 million cases. It's followed by Brazil, India, Mexico and the United Kingdom. Well, the Philippines now has over 418,000 COVID-19 cases after close to 2,000 new infections were confirmed on Sunday. The province of Cavite recorded 107 new patients, the highest recorded for the day, followed by Quezon City, Davao City, Laguna and Quezon Province. 43 more deaths were reported from the illness, while nearly 11,000 more people recovered from it. This brings the country's total number of active cases to over 24,000. That's a record low in almost four months. Philippine Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drillon suspects there could be more than 33 billion pesos in taxpayers' money parked in the Philippine Trading Corporation. This is the same agency tasked with the procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. Other senators have accused the PITC of making it appear government agencies have already spent their budget allocation, even if these funds remain unutilized. They are worried the PITC might not be able to deliver its budget obligations on the vaccines.
in truth and in fact, it is sleeping in the coffers of PITC. Interest is being earned. Uh, 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 and, uh, uh, and we do not know whether profits are being remitted to the national government. Drilon says the budget allocated for the country's COVID-19 vaccination program is grossly insufficient. He suggests realigning funds, including the $16.4 billion anti-insurgency fund. Well, after Baguio City and Boracay, another tourist spot in the Philippines reopened to local travelers today. The country's surfing capital, Siargao, once again welcomed tourists after months of closure due to the pandemic. Tourism officials remind both travelers and residents of the island to stay vigilant and to practice basic health guidelines. Everybody still has to be vigilant and it has to be on the part uh, um, of the host community and also of the traveler. Um, we have always mentioned that uh, it is also uh, important for the travelers to maintain a certain uh, um, level of discipline, uh, to be uh, patient and to be cooperative um, in uh, the implementation of these uh, health and safety protocols because definitely there will be adjustments uh, uh, on the part of the traveler, as there are adjustments on the part of the host communities and the tourism establishments. I think what is uh, fundamental here is that we continue to follow uh, the basic uh, protocols that we've been accustomed to over the last eight months, uh, washing our hands with soap and water, wearing our mask, and watching our distance. So I think these are very important uh, things to keep in mind as we move around. The Interior and Local Government Department orders the Philippine National Police to crack down on illegal loggers and miners. It is now looking into 18 areas in Cagayan, Isabela and the Bicol region as part of that crackdown. That's after authorities partly blamed environmental abuse for the catastrophic floods that inundated parts of Luzon earlier this month. Right now, uh, we were told that uh, Secretary uh, Simato of the DNR uh, will be suspending certain per specific permits in those areas so that they can undertake the investigation. And the, on the part of the DALG through the PNP, we're already looking at the legal uh, lagging side. In fact, uh, uh, the reports from uh, Chief uh, PNP uh, 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 Sinas has already mentioned that their regional uh, director of the PNP in the area has already had several uh, uh, lagging concessionaires uh, doing illegal work or illegal logging been uh, arrested. There could be lapses, uh, primarily because we do not see everything. That's why we encourage the people to do the reports. The local government of Marikina wants a private firm to stop its reclamation project along the Marikina River. Mayor Marcelino Teodoro believes the proclamation make that the reclamation project of BF Corporation caused the river's waterways to narrow, leading to the floods during Typhoon Ulysses. He adds they did not give a permit to BF Corporation for its reclamation project. Marikina is now eyeing an administrative complaint against the firm before the Environment Department. Pumitid ang ilog at dahil pumitid ang ilog, bumagal ang agos nito. Ang aming mga komunidad na dati ay hindi na pinapasak ang pinaha uh, at uh, ang baha ay naging mas lubhang na kataas. Batay sa aming pakikipag-ugnayan sa Department of Environment and Natural Resources, walang kaukulang ECC o walang kaukulang Environmental Compliance Certificate ang nasabing korporasyon. Kaya in violation sila 
But BF Corporation owner, former Marikina mayor, now Marikina representative Bayani Fernando says the reclamation project along the river is part of the road dike project of the Department of Public Works and Highways. Yes, it is land, is government land. I'm leasing from the city. It's not my land. We are actually on a building the road now, as according to the new plans for the river. Because the Marikina River will have roads on each side, on each bank, all throughout, uh, from passing all the way to Mantalpa. Chidoro, however, says the DPWH has no reclamation project along the Marikina River. The Philippine House of Representatives will seek to increase next year's calamity fund by at least 5 billion pesos to help typhoonate areas recover. House Speaker Lord Alan Velasco says there is a need to augment the calamity fund for 2021 since the lower chamber approved its version of the budget before typhoons Quinta, Roli and Ulysses wreaked havoc in the country. In the budget submitted by President Duterte to Congress last August, the calamity fund for 2021 was pegged at 20 billion pesos, 5 billion pesos of which was earmarked for Marawi's reconstruction. Velasco will propose the increase during the bicameral conference for the proposed 4.5 trillion 2021 national budget after the Senate approves its version of the spending bill. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Play back the interviews too on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone. Keep it here on ANC.